Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former MSUB baseball coach and former minor league baseball coach, Aaron Sutton. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mitch. Appreciate you having me on this morning. Of course, of course. So I just want to start this out, you know, what kind of started your love for baseball and then what did you, or then how'd you want to get into coaching? It started at a, a young age, man. I mean, I, I could just go back to my roots. My, my parents were super supportive. Um, they actually drove me to another town when I was four years old because they didn't have baseball for four-year-olds yet. So I could get into t-ball, you know? And um, so from an early age, um, had a great family background. They took me all over the place to play. And um, that carried with me. And fortunately, I was able to continue to play in college and played for some really good coaches in college. Um, Russ Wright at Treasure Valley. Um, he's in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And then I was able to play for uh, Pat Casey at Oregon State for a little bit. And then Jeremiah Robbins um, at Western Oregon. And I mean, all three of those guys, Pat and uh, Coach Robbins, those guys will both be in the Hall of Fame as well. So I think learning the game from a player's perspective, from really good people, um, that definitely sparked my interest in coaching. And as soon as I got done playing, <laughs> wasn't good enough to move on, right? Um, I got right into coaching. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So where are all of your stops been? I mean, I know, of course, a couple of them, but where all of you coached in your career? Uh, when I first got done, I, I came home and um, I started actually working insurance. And uh, that lasted about 20 days. And I immediately went to Treasure Valley, my my alma mater, and asked if I could volunteer. And um, Rick Bauman, um, he was the head coach there. He'd been there for 25 years. And so he took me under his wing. And I was there for nine years and then uh, moved on to MSU Billings and then jumped on with the Minnesota Twins for the last little stint there. Awesome. So I have to ask, you mentioned the Twins there. How did that job come about for you? Yeah, that was uh, pretty, pretty out of the blue. Um, it was really a tough deal as well. I mean, real tough timing. You know, we were coming off of uh, an outstanding season in 2019 with uh, MSU Billings. You know, we'd just gone to our first West Regional in school history. We had a really good group coming back. And uh, I got a text um, from Alex Hassan, who is uh, the, their uh, director of player development. Mm -hmm. um, and that happened in like November. So it was because that's their off season is during the the season for us in college. So that's right. all the hiring was happening for professional baseball. And um, it just was a text led to a questionnaire led to, you know, multiple phone calls. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, like you're going to get a, a job offer from us. And um, it was a wild time because our hitting coach at MSU Billings, Ryan Wright, he was also going through the same process with the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, he's now the high A hitting coach in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. So we had talked and I think it was a tough decision for both of us because we really loved our guys at Billings. But we decided that, hey, it was it was a good opportunity for us to jump into the professional ranks. And off we went and, and, and we were running with it. So, um, like I said, it was it was really exciting for our family, but it was, it was a really tough decision. And really, there was a lot of tears shared between myself and the coaching staff and obviously and when we had to tell the players, that was a, a really tough couple weeks with those guys as well. Oh, I can only imagine. So you were the head coach of, like you said, very successful MSUB teams. 
I think some of the most successful probably in school history that I can think of. Um, what did it mean to you to be that head coach of those teams that were so successful for the school? Oh, it was a, a great honor, man. You know, Coach Bishop, who's at South Dakota State now, he kind of set the, the foundation for us to come in. And um, we inherited a, a really good group of kids. And uh, we just kind of kept that ball rolling. And, you know, obviously we, we had a good little run there. Um, but one thing I thought was really, really neat for us is – and for the state of Montana, I mean, you know, I mean, Montanans are, are really proud of where they're from. And yeah. you know, we built that thing with, with in-state kids. And that was always our big sell to the in-state players was come here, you know, represent your state. Let's go down to Southern California for those guys. You guys know how to play baseball. And um, I believe we had, you know, of, of the starters on our roster, that team that went to the West regional, I, I believe half of them were in-state guys. So that was something that we were really proud of doing. Wow. So, you know, MSUB is kind of a cool level where it's not quite a big, big school, but it's also not a small school. And so did you see some transfers come down to MSUB or come up to MSUB in your time at MSUB? Yeah, we, we definitely had a lot of transfers come in. Um, you know, I was at a junior college beforehand, so I had built a lot of great relationships with, you know, the junior college coaches in the Northwest. So, that was a really good gap for us was to bring in some experienced guys right away um, in our first year there. And then um, as we got familiar with it, and this was the transfer portal had just kind of started. Um, now it's an absolute nightmare. I think I, I got out of college sports at the right time, but uh, that helped us um, with some of the division one coaches that we had known around the country. You know, we had um, Daniel Cipriano, who was a transfer from Cal state Northridge. He was, the triple crown winner, all American. Um, we had um, Ryan Myers who transferred to us from Washington state. And I had played for Marty Lee's at Oregon state for a short stint. So I'd gotten to know him. So when he called and said he had a guy, we, we took him. And I mean, he was all conference, all region, everything for us. So having some of those guys come in from the bigger schools that maybe weren't getting necessarily enough at bats or playing time, they could walk into our place and compete for the opportunity to be on the field every day. And, um, we were fortunate enough. We had a couple of them that turned out to be pretty dang good. Oh, that's awesome. So a cool thing that I think with the MSU B team and the Billings community is you guys have your camps that go on for the community um, that my brother went to, obviously. <laughs> um, we love seeing CJ there. <laughs> and um, so what did it mean to have that built in with the community, you know? That, that was always a big, you know, goal of ours when we got to Billings is we knew how big of a baseball town Billings was. I mean, you, you just look at the history of, you know, the minor league affiliate being in the Cincinnati Reds there. Um, you look at the Legion programs. I mean, the first, you know, red and blue game I went to, um, there was probably 2,000 fans in the stands. So you can yeah. just, just feel the excitement of baseball. So we talked about it right out the get go. Hey, how do we get involved? Who do we need to get in front of? Um, so I was going to literally coaches meetings. I was going down to triple play Academy with Adam Hoos, the Legion coach there. Um, I had known Brian Benjamin, who was the Royals coach because we'd had his son play for us at treasure Valley. So that helped a lot to get connected in the community. And then just to have opportunity to, to give back, to run camps, to get to know those kids. Um, Cause ultimately at the end of the day, we knew, five, 10 years from now, those kids were going to be kids we were going to want to recruit to come play for us as well. Right. For sure. 
So, you know, being a head coach wears a lot of different hats. I mean, you're not just a recruiter. You're not just a coach. You're also sometimes kind of like a father figure to those kids because you're around them so much. How important is that aspect of the job? I think it's the most important. Um, just this last weekend, I was speaking at a, an auction dinner for a new baseball program here in the Boise Valley. And um, the head coach of that program was my junior college coach, you know, and, and his name's Russ Wright. And he was a father figure to me and mentor to me as a player, as a coach, as a friend. Um, but then in the stands, you know, I had three former players that were helping coach. One of them was running the auction. Um, I had three former players, parents that had now sons that were going through this program. Um, family tie you have is uh, truly what makes coaching special. And, and, I, and I told them right from the get-go, I said, hey, other than being called dad, like having the privilege to be called a coach is something I've been most proud of. Um, and it's not necessarily the wins and losses. Like we, we love to win. Like we love dogpiling. We love winning championships. Like don't get me wrong, but it's the late night phone calls. Hey, I got into med school. Hey, I'm getting married. I'm having a kid. Hey, can I use you as a reference? Hey, coach, I need some advice. Um, that's the stuff that I, I believe truly measures the success of a coach um, is the impact that they can have on, on their players that last them throughout the rest of their lives. Because baseball is a great game and baseball is really hard, but it doesn't even compare to how hard the game of life is going to be for these guys. And I always felt like the guys that went through our programs, they went on to be successful in whatever they chose, whether it was teachers, lawyers, doctors, you know, grounds crew guys. I mean, they just took pride in who they were. And I felt like that was the biggest impact we could have on guys. That's for sure. Awesome. And I mean, I felt that with, you know, my brother with coaches too, you know, they just leave a lasting impact for sure. And um, I know when I told him that I was going to interview you, he, he lit up. So <laughs> that's neat. That's neat. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, one of the things that I've always wondered with the MILB is how different is that from coaching the college level for you? Or how different was that for you? Um, the baseball stuff was, was great. I mean, it's now, like you said, we wear a lot of hats as college coaches. <laughs> um, once you step into the professional game, um, it's baseball, man. And I learned a lot in my time with the twins of extremely well-ran organization. Um, but the baseball side of it, I would say it just moves faster. I yeah. mean, you got guys, you got 16-year-olds coming in, throwing 95 miles an hour, and you're trying to teach them how to be professional and show up on time and put their work in and start to mature. Um, guys can run faster. Balls are getting hit harder. Um, but at the end of the day, the game is still pretty simple. You know, you throw um, strikes, you field the ball, you play catch, you move the ball and play. Um, you're going to have successful teams. Now, in professional now, you see a lot of the data and the analytics sides coming into it. And um, I think it's a great tool to help in player development. Um, I don't think it's an all in be all. I think sometimes we can use it a little too much. But right. that was definitely a learning curve for me was starting to understand the analytics, how we communicate to these guys, who wants it, who doesn't want it, like who needs to hear it. Um, I mean, the twins were great at it, though. We were we were taking classes, PowerPoint presentations on all the analytics and statistics that were going to be thrown at us. Wow. So were there any players while you were down there at your level that you were like, he's going to make it? Yeah. And uh, it was really neat because when COVID hit, you know, we were all assigned groups and uh, we had certain players that we had to stay in contact with. And 
as a manager, I was kind of overseeing a lot of the, the bigger groups, like our main prospects with our hitting coaches and pitching coaches and, and hopping in on calls. And, and one young man that um, we really believed in was his name was Akil Badu. And he had come yeah. off Tommy John surgery. So he had been out for a year and then we had the COVID year hit. Um, but he, he was really high prospect for them. And um, unfortunately for us as a twins, the Detroit Tigers ended up taking him in the rule five draft. Um, and last year he made his debut with the Detroit Tigers started in center field form just about every day. And um, he's killing it again. I mean, that, yeah. and that was sitting out two years. So in the highest level he had played up to was, was high a, and he immediately made that jump. And, but we could see it. Like we were a lot, my, myself and our hitting coach that had been working with them through COVID. We were a little upset that we didn't protect him um, in the rule five draft. Cause he was one of the first guys taken. And obviously you see, I mean, he's, he's a big leaguer now. Yeah, I mean, he is a stud. Yeah. For sure. And that Detroit team this year is looking pretty pretty tough. Yeah, they're going to be tough for the Twins. The That, that division is a lot better than people think. They, they're, starting, they're all getting better. It really is. You know, I mean, the White Sox are always tough. The Twins are always tough. They just beat my Mariners to a pulp yesterday. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, you have the Tigers that are coming up. The Royals are getting better. And the uh, Guardians are doing something. I don't know what they're doing over there, but they they have a little bit of something going, I think. So, yeah, they're they're extremely well ran. And I saw you almost called them the Indians. I'm still on the same page. I'm trying to adjust to call the Guardians there. <laughs> I was like, wait, nope, not the Indians anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I almost called them that. But um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, you know, and then I guess. Um, what was I trying to think of here? Oh, so for incoming high schoolers, because that's a lot of what I want to do is I want to try to get as many Montanans able to go to college for whatever sport it is. But I try to focus on baseball because, as you know, that's kind of my love. Um, what would you suggest for, you know, juniors, seniors that are wanting to go to that next level? what did you see is the most helpful for them to get to the next level? I mean, there's a lot of different factors that, that come into play. And I think, you know, like being in a Northern state, that's pretty isolated. It's a little bit tougher to get exposure. Um, right. But the one thing I'll tell you, I mean, 2022, the, the power of social media, the power of technology, um, it's there for them. So really there, there aren't any excuses for kids to say, Hey, I, I didn't get any looks because now, you put together the right, you know, prospect video um, and you get that out to coaches, you, you can have the opportunity to get in front of people, you know, very quickly. And if you can play, they're going to find you. I mean, before we had all this social media and technology and video, I mean, as college recruiters, we were pounding the pavement a lot and, and, and we still did do now today, but now we can say, Oh, I saw this video, this kid, I want, I got to make sure to go see a game. I can call his coaches. Um, so I, I would say the recruiting game is a lot easier for some of these isolated states now. So, so to your point, um, yeah, they got to put together a, a, a prospect video um, that has measurables in there with video, you know, exit speeds, velo, you know, 60 times, all that kind of stuff I think is really good. Um, another part I would say is, is to keep it concise. Um, don't have a, a five minute long video that's, got ACDC back in black blaring in the background. Um, get right to the point, one to two minutes. College coaches have hundreds of emails come across their computer 
And so you got to get to the point, catch their attention um, because they just don't have enough time in the day to get back to everybody. For sure. That's awesome. Um, and then my final question I was thinking of as you were answering there, um, if I'm remembering correctly, MSUB had a couple of kids get drafted while you were there. How neat of an experience is that as a coach? Because MSUB is a college that often gets overlooked. Yeah, that was uh, a great opportunity for us as a program to, to really kind of put us on the map. I mean, that helped us tremendously when communicating with recruits like, hey, we've had players drafted and um, we were fortunate enough to coach those two guys. I mean, Adam Cox was a guy that we inherited um, from Southern California and he was really special. Um, he just had to kind of get it right between the ears. And once he did, man, I mean, he could really, really pitch. And then Clay Johnson was another one of those kids that we had transfer in at, at Christmas break. Um, and a funny story about Cleo is, you know, he had known Ryan Myers and Ryan had got us connected. But when I called Cleo for the first time, he had been out of baseball for a year and I asked him what he was doing. He was sitting on his couch. He wasn't playing the game. We provided him the opportunity to come up and, um, I think he was the first triple crown winner in conference history. And um, he, he had a tremendous career for us. And then obviously the, the devil rate or the race took him. Um, but yeah, that was neat for us as a community. I think uh, having a minor league affiliate in town too, it, it created some buzz for us. Um, I mean, the news was out to interview, you know, Kaleo and Adam and, and even Ryan, cause Ryan was actually on a lot of people's lists along with Jalen Garcia, um, who's yeah. now especially down in Mexico. So we had some really talented guys and it was great to see them get rewarded by seeing their name called uh, in the draft. And I, I know their teammates were really excited for them and, and the school was super supportive and excited for them as well. Oh, that's so cool. Well, Hey, I want to thank you so much for your time today and just thank you for bringing some baseball knowledge and yeah, just thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was a pleasure getting a chance to talk the game a little bit and, and share some information. Like I told you, it's been a, been a while since I've really got into talking the game since I've been out of it for a year now, but um, it got my heart beating a little faster. So don't tell my wife that because I'll probably be jumping back into a uniform soon if that happens. All right, I won't. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks so much. and You have a great rest of your Monday. Yeah, you too, Mitch. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.